Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. With Brendan Tobin, I am Sean Levine. And we will be uh, barking our way through the next hour here on the BetQL Network. Thanks to our guest, MMA Kelton, and his lovely dog for their opinion. We appreciate that. Um... Speaking of animal issues, tonight it's my girl's birthday, and I decided that we would do something romantic, and so we're going horseback riding, and we're going on like the quote-unquote road. <laughs> what are you laughing at? What are you laughing at, bro? What are, what are you, King Henry? You're going horseback riding. <laughs> First of all, no, there'll be no weapons involved. We've got like a guy... What's the problem? We've got nothing, a guy. Nothing, nothing. No, no, no. You strike me as the right. horse riding type. Can I finish? So sure, we're go- sure. this is the romantic horseback ride through sunset. So, like, it's half in the light, half in the dark. But I don't know how many times you've been horseback riding or how recently, but I've got a couple of questions. Maybe you can at least, like, help me with this. First, what do I wear? Because I don't think I have anything right now besides, <laughs> like, shorts and flip-flops. Do I need, like... Do I need like a protection? Do I need a cup for this? Do I need to go out and like buy a pair of shoes? What, what do uh, I wear? No, you, no. First of all, jeans, sneakers, you'll be fine. Like you'll you'll okay. be all right. Uh, you don't need to you don't need to go in another direction there. I do think I need to get be, spurs? No, Boots? you don't need spurs. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. All right. But uh, I, I think I think that's the, uh, the the big the big thing there so far is you know just hold on, dude. I think your boys will be all right. Don't worry about it. You don't need a cup. All right. I'm more concerned about. Do I tip the guide afterwards? Because I know what I'm paying to go on this corny ass birthday present for my girl. This this jump through the fields of Kansas City on horseback. Do I tip the guy or gal afterwards? It's like what's what's appropriate. I think whatever you think is appropriate. I feel like that's a that that calls for a, for a tip. Like if you go fishing, you tip the captain. Oh great! Now I got to stop by and get cash. I already have to get wine after this and get gas, and now I have to get cash. Oh, you're also. not like you're not um, like gonna, you're not gonna park the horses in like a meadow and like get some wine. Like that's not how that's gonna roll. No, it's not like that. It's an hour, and then I'm done, and I'm just kind of hoping to survive. Unlike Tom Aspinall did against Curtis Blades. Now maybe that's a little harsh because he made it out alive, but his knee did not. In the first round, Aspinall's knee goes out. So if you had a Curtis Blades ticket, congratulations, but it's a terrible way to win it. Yeah, that's that, that. I mean, that's such a bummer. We're gone two weeks in a row now with the main event getting uh, ended by injury. 
And, you know, they, they it looked like we were really pumped up for this fight and getting answers on Tom Aspinall for it to end like that. That's the worst way for it to go because it doesn't prove anything one way or another. And now it feels like we're not going to see Tom Aspinall for a long time. And he was probably the hottest rising true prospect in the game right now. In the All right, the segment's division. called You're Going to Fight Me. So here we go. You're going to fight me if I say it sucks that we didn't get to see Darren Till make the walk tonight. Like, yeah, I think he's the most overrated fighter in the promotion, but it also sucks that he didn't make the walk tonight. In one. Yeah, I'm going to fight you. I didn't miss Darren Till. Like, we got we got Patty Pimblett. We got Meatball Molly. I think they're, first of all, they're, they're handling the, the UK flag right now. Like, they, they're, they're the story. They're the most charismatic. That's who everybody's there to see, even more so than Tom Aspinall. Uh, Patty Pimblett and, and Meatball Molly are the show right now, and um, and Tom Aspinall too, like Tom Aspinall is a true title contender. I don't think they need Darren Till like they probably did a couple years back. Why was the Patty fight not the main event? Like obviously he was the show. It's not like the Aspinall uh, Blades fight was for a belt. Why would they not just have the biggest draw be the main event? It's obviously the Patty fight. I think that part of it is like they are trying to slow roll him somewhat, and up, I yeah. and I and I think that Tom Aspinall, Tom Aspinall is sitting here legitimately close to a belt. I don't think that Patty's quite there yet. So I think they're in a, in a, in a good, uh, in a good spot. Next week, the main event is Juliana Pena putting her belt on the line against Amanda Nunez. Are you going to fight me? If I say that this fight should be a pick em. I mean, right now, Juliana Pena is a plus two thirty. There is absolutely no reason that Juliana Pena should be that big of an underdog. I understand that if we want to talk, for history purposes, that Amanda Nunez is the greatest of all time, that she is the lioness. And I would probably say that no matter what happens in this fight. But are you going to fight me, BT, if I say that Juliana Pena shouldn't be an underdog? Maybe a slight underdog, but not as big of an underdog as she is in this fight. Um, No, I'm going to fight you on that. I feel like it's such a weird fight looking back on it, though. Like seeing the way Amanda was getting beat to the punch – just her strike like when have you seen amanda's striking look that poor like was she that fatigued going into it um, it wasn't even that it's the way that she went out on her sword or didn't like it was very nick diaz like against robbie lawler where when they were done man they just kind of sat out and they were done that was my problem it's not that amanda didn't have the time to come back it's that she just she almost didn't didn't feel like she had an in well that's what i'm saying like that's what i'm saying like i don't I don't know who that Amanda Nunes was, you know, like, yes, you know, she's definitely better earlier in the fight and she's more dangerous, but like, you know, to see that Juliana Pena, some of the strikes that she was hitting her with, I mean, we're talking about somebody who sat in the packet with Chris Cyborg and outstruck her. I just, I don't know. I just think I, I lean more towards Juliana Pena caught her on her worst day. And I think we're going to see a better Amanda Nunes more so than, Juliana Pena is just a better fighter right now and is going to be able to do that again. Um, she may be, she may have me look very stupid because I think, you know, some people thought this about, you know, Rose Namajunas and, and uh, Joanna Janjacek back in the day that, but uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I went back and watched that fight and I'm just like, I, I just don't know who that Amanda Nunes was. And I don't think that uh, she'll put forth that performance again. I think, you know, to MMA Kellen's point, like she's got the, the the tenacity to get back in there. She's not just walking away. Did the ultimate fighter. So she's gotten to, you know, get into the mental games with Juliana, who's you know good at all that. She's a good trash talker. But to me, 
Uh, the only thing that worries me a little bit is Amanda's not with American Top Team anymore. I do think that you lose a little bit of your edge because they have some of the best uh, women. They have one of the best women's stables in all of the sport. Um, and, and also just the idea of, of the coachings there and just the top notch uh, professionalism that they have there. I do think losing that and kind of going off and doing your own thing in a garage, which she's like, I'm going to open my own gym. And like they showed it on and on uh, UFC countdown. And it's like, no, she built a, she built a nice little garage gym for herself and it's cool. She doesn't have to deal with any distractions of anybody else. But I do think that sometimes it's good to have that uh, that atmosphere to get you finally tuned for something like a Juliana Pena fight. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Better than my garage, Jim. I got a speed bag and I got one shake weight and a mat. Like, it's not that impressive right now. Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine, breaking down. Fighting here on the BetQL Network. Um, you're going to fight me if I said that Charles Oliveira, if he wins against Islam, he should call out Khabib. Oh, I'm not going to fight you on that. Yeah, that's absolutely what the move has to be. Like, you have to point to him in that corner and you have to say, I just beat your little your, your little protege. I made him cry. All right, everybody thought that he was going to be the guy and he wasn't the guy. I'm the guy. I'm a better lightweight champion than you and I'll prove it. And I'll do it at any weight class you want to do it. I know that you look like you're, you know, you're about three happy meals heavy of the uh, the two one fifty five limit. That's okay. I hate making one fifty five. In fact, we won't even fight for the for the one fifty five championship. We'll make our own championship. All right, we'll just call it the goat championship, and you know, fireworks will fly. I I I, I love it. You don't think that would actually happen, though, right? Like, in theory, that would be great, but you don't actually see, like, a situation where Charles Oliveira takes the microphone, looks into a camera, and says, Khabib, I want you. I want to decide who's the real greatest. I, what I read, like, you really think that's going to happen? That's not really his style. It'd be unbelievable, but we're not really going to hear that. I don't think he speaks English, so I don't think he's going to do that. Like, <laughs> made him. But, but, yeah, through a translate, why not? Like, that's a huge fight for him. Um, I guess the because it's going to go two ways, right? Like he's either going to do that and call it Khabib, or he's going to call it McGregor. Like those are going to be the two places that he called. That those are going to be the two directions he goes into. And, and I think McGregor. That was where I was going next. You're going to fight me if I say that McGregor's comeback fight. And I think this is becoming pretty obvious now. 
is the winner of Islam Oliveira. You gonna fight me? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's that's set in stone yet. I think first of all, I'm skeptical Connor's gonna come back and fight at 155. You know, from all the, all the stuff we've seen him with the muscle that he's packed on. Um, Dude, he looks how, huge, and I, like yeah. I, I almost don't, I almost don't think that that muscle mass is great for his style. Like he almost is getting too big. Well, his time, you know, and don't forget in the Dustin Poirier fight, like how much he just basically went to boxing. Like he kind of got away from that kick. Like that, those kicks to the body were so big for him uh, on his rise up to the top. So I'm with you. I agree with you from that standpoint. It's he, the, the look, he was a more special fighter the smaller he was and, and then sure. the, the lower weight class he was. That's why, like, when you scoff at the featherweight goat thing, I don't. I think he's the best guy I've ever seen at that weight class, the way he steamrolled through everybody. Are we going to do um, this again? How are you going to no, call no, him? No, the... I don't want to do it again. I just no, want to. No, real quick, real quick, because I, I couldn't sleep the other night, and I was thinking about this, and I was like, I can't believe that he thinks he's the featherweight goat. So let's do this real quick. How many times did he defend his title? Just remind me. Zero. One more time, I couldn't hear you. He did not defend his title. Zero. Oh, I'm sorry. Zero, you I, said. But and did you, the guy who was the best featherweight of all time never defended his title? Okay, go ahead and make your argument okay, now. But you leave out the idea that he went to another weight class and won another title. Uh, and how many times did he defend that one? Uh, zero. <laughs> but he wants to go fight Floyd Mayweather. Like, what do you know? Like, you're acting like, you're acting like you wouldn't do the same thing if you were in his position. Like, oh, I could go uh, fight, uh, who can I go fight? RDA or Floyd Mayweather for a gazillion dollars? I'm just saying there's other choices out there. Like, oh, I don't know, Jose Aldo, who defended that title nine separate times. But I digress. Take the guy. Take oh, the guy, the guy he flatlined in 13 seconds. Here we go. Um, Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine, fighting our way through. Tapped out here on the BetQL Network. You're going to fight me if I said that within a calendar year. So whatever today is, within a calendar year, Hamzad will fight for a title. Um, I'm not going to fight you because it feels like that's probably what's up next after Nate Diaz. I think that the Nate Diaz fight feels very much like a, here's Hamzad, you're fighting a famous guy, and, you know, assuming Kamaru Usman beats Leon Edwards, which I am, um, that makes sense for maybe the end of the year or January, whenever that timeline would match up. Obviously, if Leon wins, Kamaru's going to get a rematch because he's been champ for a long time, so they'll run that back for the trilogy. Um, but I think that if Kamaru ends up winning, yeah, it seems like the obvious place to go. Uh, Yair and Emmett looks like it's probably going to go down. I think Emmett wins that fight by knockout. You going to fight me? I don't know, man. I thought, like, that was the thing that was disappointing about Yair. I thought Yair was looking good against Brian Ortega. People were saying, oh, Brian Ortega was bringing the pressure. I don't know. I thought on the feet, Yair was looking good. I think that uh, he wasn't panicking too much and being some tough spots. I mean, it's tough to gauge off of the injury that happened in the way. That's why it's so disappointing the fight ends the way that it does. But I love Josh Emmett, you know, friend of the show, good dude. Um, I didn't even think that he beat Calvin Cater. And I think Yair has even more tricks up his sleeve. I think that where, you know, one of the benefits that he had against Cater was Cater was so jab happy and really wouldn't let go of his other his other weapons. And I think that Yair will. And so I think that Yair is a great shot to knock him out in that fight. We were talking about the possibility of Brock getting real upset with the 
uh, WWE president, CEO Vince McMahon stepping down and maybe decided to get back into the octagon. You're going to fight me if I said, as far as money goes and eyeballs go and pay-per-view buys go, that if Brock comes back, the biggest fight it could possibly be is not against Francis and Ghana. It would be against John Jones. You going to fight me? Uh, I don't know, man. I, think about the highlight package you could put together. Francis and Ganu, like just the idea of those two facing off against each other. I just think freak show element. John's never been the biggest pay-per-view star in the world. And I know we've been waiting on his comeback for a long time. I think Francis versus Brock Lesnar is bigger. Who's bigger physically? Like Jake, producer, maybe you can get us like, the measurables on those guys, because you're talking about two just absolute giant human beings. When it comes to stature, that's the poster to make. When it comes to yes. the actual fight in the octagon, though, I mean, yeah, I would just love to see John Jones get his hands. Well, I'd like to see both of them get their hands on each other now that I think about it. Um, I don't know, man. Like, whichever, if it was to come to fruition and Brock was to come back in a weird way, it would just spice up a heavyweight division that already is probably would you say the heavyweight division's at its peak i mean i can't remember a time when five six seven different guys i mean think about it stipe and tied to ivasa and i mean i was gonna say tom aspinall if he won that fight but now you gotta throw curtis blade's name in there and surreal gone francis and gone john jones and this is just the top of my head and i'm not that smart of a guy like yeah, all those I different guys yeah, I think it's not it, because it's always been like the old guys division. Like it's always been guys who have been around forever for doom and all the, the crew there. And now it's got actual young talent, well-rounded talent athletes. So no, I, the heavyweights at, at, at the, the best it's been. I think so. By the way, John six, four, two fifty Brock six, five, two seventy five. me. I'm like five, nine, one eighty five. I'll be back tapped out on the bet QL network.